Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June the 11th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good, feeling good. Uh, Let's see, food corner. I wound up going back to Mellow Mushroom and getting the same, um, what is it? They're calling, I think they're calling it the Cincy Pizza now. Uh, essentially just a skyline pizza uh and i liked it still still very good i also got an order of the pretzels i like so that was yummy with the beer cheese of course um of course you're mixing and maxing maxing mix mixing and matching with that cheese it was very good very yum yum man i can put that beer cheese with like anything um but yeah then the morning came uh before i decided to do some groceries I was like, you know what? I'm, I want to get some donuts. So I went to the donut spot and um, got a few donuts. I'm glad I only got just the three because these donuts are like really thick, dense donuts. So I got like two sprinkled sprinkled ones and then just one glazed. Got in and out of there. Um, so yeah, you know, day's going well. I'm feeling good. Moving along. Figured I'd talk about some news and just hang out for the rest of the day. I think that's my, I think that's my Sunday. All right, all right, all right. Um, let's go ahead and start with my classic, um, you know, candle lighting ceremony. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, all right, all right, all right. From ABC News, I-95 collapse updates. All lanes closed in Philadelphia following large vehicle fire. Um, A portion of Interstate 95 has collapsed in Philadelphia following a large vehicle fire. According to authorities, emergency dispatchers received a call for an accident response on the off-ramp of I-95 at 622 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, Let's see. When firefighters arrived at the scene, they found heavy fire from a vehicle underneath the I-95 overpass. So, obviously, it started on the overpass, and now it's under it. So, that's not good. Um, (coughs) And, of course, the fire was still going. So, that's also, you know... Just two bad things, right? Right on top of each other. Oh, excuse me. Um, I believe, yeah, they were able to put out the fire. Uh, but the incident was upgraded to a hazmat situation. Uh, crews uh, extinguished the fire, but there was some runoff from possible fuel or gas lines. The cause of the fire is unknown. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just a nasty scene. I don't know if there's any injuries in terms of the driver or anything like that. Uh, I know there was a witness who kind of came up and was like saying, oh, yeah, this bridge is looking weird. Like, you know, the the highway itself is getting weird. And she said she noticed someone else was like, oh, okay," And like they pulled they pulled back and turned around on the highway. It was that sketch to them. And I mean, they were right. Like they literally buckled. And I just couldn't imagine seeing a flaming vehicle and then hearing or seeing a flaming vehicle under the highway itself. So definitely a crazy thing 
to transpire. I was like, all right, we're going to definitely go ahead and throw this up here. Um, if there's any big updates, I will definitely cover that. We can go ahead and move along. Uh, let's see here from NBC News. Manhunt launched after nine injured in targeted San Francisco mass shooting. A manhunt has been launched by police in San Francisco after nine people were shot in a targeted and isolated incident Friday night. When officers arrived at the scene in the city's busy mission district, they located multiple sets or multiple victims suffering from apparent gunshot wounds. Uh, let's see. We can confirm that there are nine victims that were struck by gunfire and they are all expected to survive. So that's good news. Um, though it doesn't have any um, description of the suspect or I mean even potential suspects, I don't know. Uh, but they do say that they have a manhunt and that it is targeted. So it kind of lets you kind of know that maybe they are on to something, maybe. But maybe they're just keeping things close to the chest as of right now. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I wanted to pull from there. Nope, that's it there. So, you know, another day, another shooting, sadly. But at least there's silver lining that no one was, you know, fatally wounded. That's that's good, you know. Got to take the dose where you can. Um, let's see here. Another story from NBC News. Girl, 10 years old, rescued after surviving 24 hours alone in rugged mountains in Washington State. Yo, I mean, we covered a crazy situation in Columbia the other episode. I know this is obviously much lighter by comparison, but putting myself in this girl's shoes, I couldn't. I would be folded. I don't know what I would do. I'd be barefoot. So I'm, I'm glad that she was able to get out of the situation okay. Uh, we'll go ahead and read into it. A 10-year-old girl who came to the United States from Afghanistan just two years ago was rescued after surviving 24 hours alone in a rugged and remote mountain area in Washington State after she got lost during a family gathering. Uh, Shungla Mashwani uh, was reported missing in Klee Elam River Valley, east of Seattle, shortly before 2 p.m. local time on Sunday. Uh, let's see here. She was um, hanging out with like some extended family or so. Um, I think they say that there's about 20 adults in the group. But at some point, you know, as they're coming back to like the parking lot to eat lunch, they notice that um, Shungla isn't with the group. And apparently she had gotten lost uh, or gotten separated Realized she was alone, but then she couldn't find her way back to the bridge to kind of get back. Um, so at that point, she said, okay, well, I'm going to follow the river. That's going to be the best move for me. And apparently those were good instincts. It wound up working out for her. Um, now, obviously, the family, they're like, oh, my gosh, we need to find, her, we need to find um, Shungla. And they go back looking for her. Um, an added problem was this area is so remote, they didn't have any kind of cell reception. But there was somebody nearby who had a home that had a Starlink connection. So they were able to contact the police. They then go, um, you know, do a search, an extensive search, and they wind up finding her. So, you know, hey, another another W here on a Sunday. So that's good. You know, we'll take we'll take them. We'll take them all. Put in a little basket. All right, all right, all right. Um, we are chomping along here, aren't we? We got one more to go. It's going to be a little short and sweet one, eh? All right, well, 
<laughs> I got one more break to take, and then I'll let you go. Wow, I'll zoom in. I'm a little roadrunner. Beep, beep. From USA Today, scientist emerges half and shorter after living 100 days under sea. Here's what he learned. Um, so <clears throat> this is a bit of an update on Joseph Dituri. Uh, we covered him a couple weeks back, I believe. Uh, he was living underwater. He had broken the record of 73 days and he wound, wound up making it to 100. But really for him, it wasn't so much about breaking the record. It was really about the science of it all. He was, you know, he's really into like biohacking. Uh, this man's 55 years old. And I got to say, seeing him topside, he looks good. Like, you know what I mean? He looks cut. He looks well. I was surprised because, you know, I'm thinking, one, you're probably just going to wither away down there. He literally just had like a microwave. He was like eating some like, I think like maybe some like fish and eggs or something like that. I don't know. Some He had like a very meager thing. He was working out of a microwave because that's all that would work out um, at that pressure. And a lot of the science was what does this pressure living underwater do to the human body? So one thing he had noticed when he came, when they came up and they were running uh, tests on him, is that he'd, he's in half an inch shorter. And they say that that's most likely from the compression, which makes sense because when you're in space, you actually get a little bit taller. So it's like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. All right, noted. Uh, also, um, peeing, this isn't in the article, but it's something I heard from some other information. He had said that he was when he was down there a lot, he had to pee a lot more. Uh, another thing that I learned from this article, article <laughs> was that his diet uh, has been the same pretty much going down and he, this is just his like his his um, daily lifestyle, um, which kind of makes sense. Learning that he's trying to like be 110 years old one day, like he wants to have this regimented life to kind of live as long as you can. So I'm like, okay, all right, this is all kind of adding up. And I mean, I think it's just really cool that uh, a person set out to do this, and then also along the way, even though he was isolated, he got to see like family members, um, students you know, because he's a professor, um, they would, like, scuba down to him and, like, hang out, talk to him or whatever, interact with him, I guess. Um, so he had contact with the outside world. It's a very interesting pro you know, project. I'm curious also to see and think, like, what's going to happen or who's going to break the record next? Like, is someone going to try to go for, like, you know, 101 or more? Who knows? Uh, but also he is supposed to have about, like, six months of, like, studying and tests done on him just for more research, more understanding. So, yeah, that, I thought that was an interesting um, note to kind of end on for the episode. Nice little update there. Things going on topside now. All right, all right, all right. Um, wow, yeah, this is like our shortest episode. Um, you love or maybe hate to see it. I don't know. But um, I thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully I see you again. But hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye.